Ah, good evening, traveler, and welcome to the Penumbra. Tonight's tale is... Juno Steel and the Clean Break. No. Vespa, I, I can't go with you. What? What are you talking about? This might... Shh! It might be hidden in Buddy's cell, but that doesn't mean the guards can't hear us. <sighs> this might be our only chance, bud. I'm not just gonna leave you here. And we'll just have to make another chance for me. But we can't afford to raise any more suspicion than we already have. And the guards will be coming to take me, and every other prisoner, in just half an hour. All to witness their talk by Director W of Dark Matters and celebratory event. You'd think they were popping corks from bottles, not heads from shoulders. I can't make sense of any of this, buddy. Drugging the big guy up to make him more dangerous, gathering up every inmate to watch him die, it's so much risk. It's gotta be for something. I just don't see the goddamn point. We're running out of time to find it. And in the meanwhile, our few advantages are fading. We are in the enemy's stronghold without preparation, without reinforcement. Vespa Ilke and Max Action going missing from the infirmary was enough to bump Jet's execution ahead by a full day. If I vanish as well, they may shoot him on the spot. But whatever ghoulish reason Dark Matters has for wanting all inmates present for this execution, it will at least put me in a position to... Well, I haven't the first idea what, but I will certainly do it when it comes. So what the hell are we supposed to do? I have a plan, in a manner of speaking. And what manner is that? The sort where you say yada yada at only the most critical junctions. <laughs> Better than nothing, I guess. Oh, I would reserve that judgment until after you hear it. You and Juno will take these guard uniforms I've stolen from the laundry, find the guards responsible for escorting Jet to the execution, and take their places. Then at just... Hold on. How are we supposed to... Please hold all questions until the end of the presentation. Trust me, you will have plenty. As I was saying, during the execution, at just the right moment, you two will take dark matters by surprise. Hey, but, but, uh... Then you will free Jet, I'll cause a distraction in the audience, and the four of us will all escape down the prison halls to our getaway. Now, are there any questions? How are we gonna know what the right moment is? How are we supposed to find the guards escorting the big guy? And how will we get through the guards in the hallways leading to our getaway? Yes, I'd rather wonder all of these things myself. So, you don't have an answer? This is as close as I could come to a functional plan. So half of our escape won't even be planned before we start. We've got to improvise all four of us out of an execution who knows how many people are watching. That does seem to be the case. In the end, it's just like our detective here said. We can only have a full escape with our full criminal family assembled. And only three of our six are here. The small prison cell we'd all crammed ourselves into felt so empty because the carte blanche had been tiny, too. We spent a lot of mornings and evenings crammed elbow to elbow. I swore I could smell the big guy's gasoline tea in the close air. I could hear Rita typing away at her comms. I could feel Nereyev's hand on my back, his breath in my ear. The Rinkos could do anything together. That's what I'd been telling myself for months while I'd been looking for a way to get them all back together. Alone, I didn't stand a chance, but together we were invincible. With only half of us here, though, I wasn't so sure. And looking at Vespa and Buddy's faces, I could tell they were nervous, too. Listen, I'm just gonna say this out loud once. And I'm only saying it because I know it's the first thing Sekuliak would suggest. Don't. There's a version of today 
for the three of us put on these uniforms, walk out the door, and never set foot in that execution room. Just drive off. That plan's got no holes. And just leave Jet here? I didn't say that's what I want, Steel. I said that's what Skuliak would tell us to do. You know I'm right. <sighs> Since we're talking about what to do with him, I, I thought we should at least entertain what he would ask for. So, we could still make it out. All four of us don't have to go down today. You two may leave if you like. But I would have died years ago if it were not for Jet. I owe him every happiness I've had in that time since. And I plan to repay him with all his happy days from here on. Couldn't have said it better myself. All right. Then let's try on those uniforms. So I put on the guard uniform. I snapped the mask onto my face. I activated the voice changer. So, does this thing work? Hell, that's weird. I'm not getting used to that. You and me both, Steel. My, this is going to require a lot of therapy. Something swam in my guts as we locked Buddy back in her cell and started down the hall. Something about how it might be the last time I ever saw her. Something about Palamine's voice coming out of my mouth. Like if I died here, I wouldn't even die being me. I'm keeping that voice changer off till we need it. <laughs> Gives me the creeps. Yeah, me too. So, we've got no time at all to identify and take out the guards that'll be transporting Sakuliak. And all the guards look exactly the same. And we have no idea where they even are. So, any ideas? Yeah, I got one. Really? Sure, first miracle happens, second... Ride it all the way out of here. Ha <laughs> <laughs> uh, ha! Oh, hell. We're screwed, aren't we? Yep. Ahem. Um, with the guards assigned to escort prisoner Sukuliak to his execution, please report to the, um, kitchen? Again, with the guards assigned to escort Jet Sukuliak, please report to the kitchen. Thank you. Was that... A miracle? Either that or a trap, but... I don't see any way of avoiding it. Me neither. Let's go. I don't believe in miracles. It had to be a trap, I thought. Had to be. And in the end... Look, I still don't believe in miracles. Not the kind that ride on wishing stars or in the smoke of birthday candles. I believe in what happened in that kitchen, where Vespa and I saw two uniformed guards standing around and looking just, like, extremely lost. This isn't where the director told us to go, is it? You heard the intercoms. There must have been a change in plan. She never changes her plans. Just wait a minute, all right? If she has to chase either of us down, we're both dead, so stay put. Wow. Have we been, like, really good this year? I broke a whole bunch of laws, you? Same. Same. Huh. Give me just a minute. I'll handle these two. <laughs> that was easy. Wanna help me stow these two in that vet? Sure, just watch your head. For what? When the other shoe drops. <laughs> uh. 
Someone's calling this guard. We need to hurry. Less talking, more lifting, still. The Palomine's calling these two. Rita? Uh, hello? Rita? Rita, what the hell? How, how did you... explain everything, but we got him on foot. The execution's gonna start any minute now. How do you know that? <gasps> Miss you're there too. Is Captain A? Not yet, but we're working on it. Rita, how? Well, listen, it's like this. I'm with the Ruby and Captain Lately, because I wanted to see everyone when you got out of that stinky prison, and I was watching the stream to cool my nerve. A good one, too. It's one of my favorite pirate stream stations. It's just a bunch of beeps of different lengths, but, like, what do they mean? You said we're low on time, hacker. Get to the point. This is the point. I was watching the super secure off-the-grid stream, and suddenly it got taken over by a signal coming from inside that prison. And when I changed the frequency, there it was again, and again, and again. Doc Mattis has hijacked every single stream frequency, and they're all going to show the director's speech and... 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 Mr. Jet's execution. They hijacked every stream in the galaxy? What the hell? Send us to the kitchen of all places. Oh, I was just hungry. Anyways, you better move quick, because I hacked into their internal comms and the director's already there. I'll see if I can help any other way, too. Thanks, Rita. Tell Lately to wait somewhere safe. I'll call you on this comms when we're ready for our ride. You got it. Now go save Mr. Jet! Wow. Lucky break, huh? Luck? <laughs> I don't think I'd call that luck. Someone's coming. Voice changes on. We keep an eye on each other, and if either one of us makes a move, the other backs them up. Got it? That's the moment to strike. Got it. Ah, you two. You're the guards appointed to lead Sekuliak's execution, yes? Yes, Director. That last command over the intercoms was in error. It appears there's been a malfunction in the central computer system. From here out, you only follow orders that come directly from me. Is that understood? Yes, Director. Good. We'll have to be cautious. One of the missing inmates specializes in stealth. You two focus on transporting Sekuliak, and I'll call in agents to protect us. Now let's go. We're behind schedule. You alright, Steel? I'm ready. Let's do it. From there, I tried my best to play the role. Sasha knew me too well. It'd be easy to slip up and give away who we were. So as we marched together, as I stood shoulder to shoulder with Director W's personal guard of Dark Matters agents, even when we pulled Jet out of his cell, I just followed orders. Mr. Sekuliak, this is your last warning. Disconnect yourself from that medical device and come out of your cell quietly. Come in and try to take it off me! Now turn the machine back on! Mr. Sekuliak. Turn it on! Very well, then. <laughs> Tranquilize it. Yes, Director. Oh, dirty. You're all playing. Dirty. He's still conscious. Barely. 
Chain him up and drag him if you have to. He'll stay on his feet. She passed in front of me, inches away, and for an instant I thought, is this it? Is this the moment I'm supposed to act? But in the time it took me to ask the question, the moment was over. A retinue of Dark Matters agents had closed around her again. We dragged the big guy for what felt like a very long time. I can still hear his footsteps behind us, the heavy stomps and clumsy slides. I was leading my friend to his death. The guy who scraped me up out of the desert and saved me from both radiation and myself. I was bringing him to die. So I just kept looking for our moment. I looked for it as the herd of agents led us through the halls. They brought us to the track for recess and reading approved literature again. The fake sky was bright, the fake sun hot. We dragged Jet up the stairs to the deconstructive criticism podium and forced him to kneel. Director W considered the crowd. Then she turned to us and whispered, Rifles pointed at the prisoner at all times. We will execute him with two high-voltage shots through the back of the head once I give you the signal. Until then, you keep him quiet. Tranquilize him again if necessary. I have a statement to give, and I don't want anyone to miss a word. Understood? Yes, Yes, Director. Director. Good. Are we ready to go live? Yes, Director. On my signal. And finally, (laughs) Mr. Sukuliak. Wake up, Mr. Sukuliak. This vial in my hand. What do you think it contains? My neos! Neomethamphetamine, yes. The same experimental form of it that was in your machine. Give Give it! I will not. But I will deliver my speech, and while I do so, my heel will be pressed against this vial. If you can break free and take it... Perfect. Thank you for your cooperation, Mr. Sukuya. The prisoner is ready. We go live in five, four, three, two, one. Spotlights, huge and hot as the gates of hell, burned alive. The director collected herself at the podium. Behind her, the unnatural disaster frothed and writhed on the ground. He was trying to reach the vial she'd taunted him with, but I knew that from the sight of the cameras, he would look like he was trying to get her. Then she spoke, and I understood what Dark Matters wanted. A show. Citizens of the Milky Way. For 200 years of warfare, the purpose of Dark Matters was clear. Ensure that the galactic civil war did not lead to the complete eradication of human life. The details are classified, but I can assure you that there were several very close calls over the course of those two centuries. We take our position as humankind's protector very seriously. But in the years since that war, Dark Matters has struggled to define the greater good that we always pursue. Collecting the best tech, taking out the biggest crime bosses. Dark Matters as an institution has become distracted from our central purpose. You the people of this galaxy, and your greater good. We do not want the Outer Rim to starve. We do not want the poorest in the galaxy to go without shelter, radiation shielding, protection. We want to fix these things, and more, and it is now our primary mission to do so. But, inevitably, smaller but more immediate conflicts require our attention. 
particularly criminal conflicts. These distractions prevent us from doing the truly important work of making this galaxy better. And it is for that reason I would like to make what may seem like an overly bold claim. The age of space crime is now, as of this announcement, finished. Punishment will form part of our method for this change, as we will demonstrate shortly. But the majority of the criminals we catch do not break the law out of some vague and abstract evil. Desperation, untreated mental health conditions, simple mistakes, these are what begin a life of crime, and we are not so heartless as to punish those we have failed to protect. And so, this portion of my message goes to every individual across the galaxy with an interplanetary criminal record. We are offering to wipe clear the criminal record of any individual who agrees to undergo a course of treatment pioneered by esteemed behaviorist Dr. Palomine Orinko. There are no exceptions to this offer. Even Jet Sekuliak, who you see before you, was offered this course of treatment despite his many years of theft, murder, and destruction of government properties. Despite the fact that even now, he attempts to harm me. Had he agreed to take our course, he would walk free. And so may any of you if you want to avoid his fate. The innocent among you may feel some trepidation at this announcement. You may ask, how can I trust that a convicted killer will stop killing just because he's taken a workshop? That is why I have chosen to deliver this statement in the seat of the late Dr. Arinko's studies, before a live audience of patients in Dr. Arinko's program. Now, patients, stand. Red light cast over the audience's faces and their eyes rose to meet it. Up on that wall behind me, high enough that I guess the cameras couldn't reach it, a red sign was glowing. It said, stand for three more minutes of dinner. They stood. Now, I would like you to let Mr. Sekuliak know what you think of him, and his inability to improve. The sign flickered, and now it said, Deconstructive Criticism. The unnatural disaster was a legend. Criminal royalty. And now some of the most hardened criminals in the galaxy were shouting him down, disowning him, saying he disgusted them. I hated to admit it, but if Wire was hoping to convince the galaxy that this personality reprogramming worked, she was doing a hell of a job. That will be all. This is the route we have chosen to minimize the distractions that prevent dark matters from doing our important work. All interplanetary criminals now have a choice. Either take our program and conform to the society we protect, or die. What the hell is the big moment, I thought. When do we strike? And I was looking for it so hard that I didn't notice Director W closed the door on her trap. And now, to demonstrate what will happen to those who do not agree to take our behavioral course, Vespa Ilke, Juno Steele, you may now execute your former comrade, Jet Sekuliak. <gasps> Let's take off those masks now. There's no need for them. <sighs> 
To summarize, if you two execute Jetsukuliak right now, Dark Matters will clear any outstanding crimes on your records. You will walk from this prison through the front door, free to live whatever law-abiding lives you wish. And if you turn over the Ruby Seven into Dark Matters' custody, we'll clear Orenko's record as well. So what do you think, Juno? Okay. Even if you escape from here, you know you won't be able to stay ahead of Dark Matters forever. This is your only chance at freedom. She was right. I'd been thinking it since Io. That in the end, even if I managed to save everyone in the Orenko family, there was no way we could beat something as huge and as powerful as Dark Matters. And the big guy looked up at me. His eyes were bloodshot, his jaw shaking. He looked like every single thing had been taken away from him. Do it. It doesn't... It doesn't make any sense for all of us to die here. It didn't. But I thought we would anyway. Because I couldn't have pulled that trigger if you gave me a hundred years to do it. Off camera, the agents raised their blasters towards us. Sasha looked down at me. Well, Juno, do you accept our offer? I... Do you smell that? If this is a joke... It's not, I just... It smells like... Cologne. Director, something's gotten into the power grid. The lights are completely dead. Steel, I think this might be our moment. That cologne Vespa do you think? we're going now! You are going nowhere. <laughs> Agents, activate night vision. We've done so, Director, but the room is filling with some kind of strange smoke. They're totally blind. Buddy, now's your chance. My fellow inmates, don't be fooled by promises of a few paltry minutes at mealtime. Remember the freedom you felt when we rose up against our guards and consider these three observations. First, we outnumber the guards of this establishment tenfold. Second, in the dark they cannot fire their blasters without risking injury to each other. And third, what time is it? Lunch! Well, actually, it's breakfast time. Time for lunch! Time for lunch! Time for lunch! Rush the stage! You two, break for the door! I said you are going anywhere. <gasps> Let go of me, criminals! I am the director of Dark Come on, big guy, lean on us. <sighs> we were out the door, and it didn't matter that Jet's few hundred pounds of meat and muscle were on my back, because we were on our way to freedom. And that smell lingering in the air, he was there. I was certain. Rita said they were showing this execution on all the channels, didn't she? He must have known about it. He must have been waiting to help. And now he was here, and my heart could have burst with the pressure of the feeling. No matter how I felt about him later, I can't deny what I felt as we ran down that hallway. Like I was floating, flying, because Peter Nureyev really was there for his family. Because he really was who I thought he was. Power's back on. Did Bud make it out all right? Bud made it out. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, but this is thrilling, isn't it? It nearly makes a month of psychological torture worth it. It does? Not at all. Lovely to see you, Mr. Sekuliak. Oh, buddy. Juno. Vespa. I don't know what to say. I, 
<laughs> it was our pleasure. Don't worry over words, darling. Yeah. Worry about those guys instead. A line of prison guards stood in front of us, stun rods crackling in their hands. There had to be ten of them there, shoulder to shoulder, blocking our only way out. Just like Buddy said, this was the last part of our escape we didn't have a plan for. And I didn't think Rita or Nerea were going to save us this time. Then Jet pushed off my shoulder and took a shaky step forward. Then another, and another. Jet? Big guy, what the hell are you doing? Oh, take one more step, number 203, and we won't hesitate to use force. You've all made a terrible mistake keeping me in that cell, filling me with those Leos. I hope... (laughs) I hope it was worth it. Stop him! Bring him down! They could have had Jet Sekulia. Instead, they brought out the unnatural disaster. That impossible, destructive force. And now he pointed himself toward them. It was over in seconds. I think I may need some help the rest of the way. Jeff, is he all right, Vespa? Something's not right. His heart rate's through the roof. He's been unplugged from that machine long enough that he should be crashing, but... There they are. After them. We'll just sort that out later. On your feet, darling. We'll help you walk. Now move. We were doing it. I couldn't believe it. We were escaping from that awful prison, from dark matters, from this stage of the long, long nightmare. I didn't know what we'd do next. I didn't know how long we'd hang on to our freedom, but we were free right then. And that feeling, the four of us running together towards a way out, however brief, they could have caught me two minutes later and it still would have been worth it for that feeling. I called Rita on the way. The Ruby 7 was waiting for us at the dock, with Arcana lately behind the wheel and Rita waving and flapping her short arms out the window, tears pouring out of her. Mr. Jet! Miss Vespa! Captain A! Mr. Steele! Get in! Let's go! The rest piled into the back of the car. I couldn't help myself. I looked back. It was too much hope that he would come with us, and I knew it, but in the commotion, I thought I saw one guard. His long legs, the sharp way his hips turned as he ran, tripping over himself theatrically and sending four other guards sprawling. It might have been him. It might have been nobody. Either way, he wasn't coming towards us on his own. And I wasn't going to drag him if he didn't want to come. Suddenly, I felt sure that he would come. Someday. And that thought made me smile. So I crammed myself into the ruby with the rest of them and we took off, finally free to see what the future had planned for us. If you've enjoyed this tale, please consider donating to the Penumbra on Patreon. Our artists work tirelessly to bring you these stories, and if you have the means, we hope you will support our efforts. Every dollar helps. You can find that page at patreon.com slash the Penumbra podcast. 
If you support us on Patreon at the $10 level or higher, you will receive access to commentary tracks like this one from actors Chloe Cunha and Alexander Stravinsky and co-creator Kevin Vibert. Is he in a vulnerable state as well as being in a more wild state? Is his old self trying to break through? Uh, is his more in control self trying to keep control while not actually doing that? And you want to find a mix of that while also not sounding like the younger version, while also this and that and the other thing. There's there's a lot of uh, layers to take into account. And hopefully that comes across uh, on some level. <laughs> we would like to give thanks to all who support us on Patreon, but especially to the Lady Guinevere, Reagan Antonini, the podcast Brain Rot has taken Sydney over, Shelley Schrode, James O'Connor, Kevin, please say butts on live recording, thanks, Thea J.N., Lucy Chonky Lee's mother, Osipete, Rita Deserves All the Snacks and Movie Nights, Evit Connie, Benjamin Fisher, SCP Chloe, Ashley Desert Willow Wilson, June Gishoku, Skyfire Forever, Allison Hull, Liv Allen, Alice the Time Lord, Aaron, in memory of Spiral Opal, Eden the Gay Bookworm, Elizabeth Dunn, Michael David Smith, the only thing that will get me through my thesis is penumbra content, Caroline Seidman, Radius Ulna, Rally, who both referenced TPP in our wedding vows, a sentient can of soda formerly known as J, Karen ZH, Marrow, Genetic, Minchowski, and Jamie Gunter for their incredibly generous contributions per episode. Thank you. This tale, Juno Steel and the Clean Break, was told by the following people. Joshua Elon as Juno Steel, Chloe Cunha as Vespa, Sarah Gazdovich as Buddy, Alexander Stravinsky as Jet, Stuart Evan Smith as Palamine, Harley Takagi Kaner as Director W, and Kate Jones as Rita. The Penumbra is created and produced by Harley Takagi Kaner and Kevin Vibert. If you wish to know more about our ever-expanding, infinitely creative team of artists, musicians, editors, designers, and managers, you can read about them in the show notes of this episode. I'm afraid that is our time for today, dear traveler. We hope you will join us again soon.